This is part two of a two-part podcast. Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, instead of being angry at bad guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com. Moving, moving along. Um, uh, you are going to be a teacher at the skip event this upcoming summer. Right? That is what I'm claiming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We've got a, I think we have a pretty cool format lined up for that. We could talk about that more in another podcast. Yeah. But, um, more importantly, and maybe I'm going to share a thing that I shouldn't share that you <laughs> shared with me just moments before the podcast started recording. And, uh, and that is that you have more than 80 BBs right now. Yeah. Which I always kind of figured 80 BBs is about the right amount to get PEP1 certified. But it is if you focus on specific um, uh, aspects. So I got really excited when Permies introduced the, the air badges so that if you had one BB from any aspect, you would get a little air badge. So I like tried to get an air badge in every aspect. <laughs> So like I just got distracted. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's cool, that's cool. Um, but you're probably pretty close to getting PEP one certified. I I would think so. Um, there's some things that I need to come back to Wheaton Labs to do that. Um, are like a lot the a lot of the gray water stuff and um earthwork stuff. Okay. All right. All right. But I mean, a lot of the gray water stuff, we, we updated the gray water stuff. Uh, in fact, it was with, uh, Ash. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ash, Ash came up with a lot of really powerful stuff as we're trying to finish the gray water badges, uh, so we can get it into the book. Right. And so this is several months ago. And then while we were working on that, Mike had a request that we add enough to the badges so that I think that uh, all of them can be done away from Wheaton Labs. And maybe that's because I had started it before it had been revamped. So, like, if it's – because I'm, I'm back to Nest right now, and I, I did a bunch of Nest badges that aren't in the sand badge anymore. So that's, like, another one. So I I think I was actually one of the early adopters for Skip. So I think there's just a, a a few ones that I need to go back, and it's probably easier now than before. <laughs> now and you I I know that when we were going through the layout review, mm-hmm. there's there's your happy smiling face yeah. as a, a person that had a big influence on one of the aspects. And yeah. uh, so you were involved in several of the aspects as we're writing the book. Um, and I, I, I remember one time, I think it was with natural medicine that yeah. you and I put like this really long day yeah. in. <laughs> and then, um, we went back to continue and pick up where we left off. Only all of our work was gone. Yeah. I've never experienced anything quite like that. And we, 
spent an hour, maybe more than an hour, like trying to figure out how to get it back. And it is just gone. Yeah. And, oh, how frustrating. So It was frustrating, but what Jennifer did with it was just so, so amazing. I I feel pretty proud of myself for introducing the concept of Aunt Natty. Yeah, Aunt Natty was great. Yeah. Is yeah. great. <clears throat> so um, have you seen the illustrations that go into that chapter? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Or that I can't remember. I probably have seen them. No, I have seen them. Yeah. yeah. You have seen them. So you've seen the one where, where it talks about, because it's like, here's all the attributes of Aunt Natty. Like, like Aunt Natty believes food is medicine. Aunt Natty uh, has her own little apothecary. Aunt Natty uh, will pick you up at the hospital and will drop you off at the hospital. Aunt Natty will take you to the doctor's appointment. She'll, you know, tell you whether you should see a naturopath or a doctor. She'll do all these things. And it's like, so Aunt Natty does all these things. And, and the last thing I think on the list is, and Aunt Natty will slap that donut out of your pie hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the Bernal brothers, they illustrated the book. And, and so it's kind of, <laughs> they've got an illustration there of a guy <laughs> with his head slapped back and his donut flying through the air. And Aunt Natty there with her hand up. Like, <laughs> Do you remember that now? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I still laugh every time I see that, that illustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go in, Natty. <laughs> All right. So you you are super close to getting PEP1 certified. Yeah. And at the same time, there is a thing that you told me, which maybe I shouldn't share, but I'm going to, you know. Okay. And, uh, you'd, you'd like to get some land. Yeah. Yeah. I... I'm kind of in a spot where, like, so I have a half acre, and I'm learning the limitations of a half acre, um, mostly because I'm really passionate about livestock. Like, I've really enjoyed raising livestock, but if I want to feed them without having to break the bank on um, bringing in feed, which is, again, not ideal, Mm -hmm. I... If I want to grow my own feed, I need more space. So now you're a Canadian person. I am. And so the government has some very powerful philosophies on where you're allowed to be and not be. Yes. So um, if there was an Otis just, you know, within rock throwing distance, but on the other side of the border, and the Otis said, I hereby want Ashley to have oh. my 400 acres and uh, three houses and uh, $200,000 in the bank and this great tractor and great pickup and all of these things. The government would say, oh, man, Ashley, it sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's American land and you're a Canadian. Yeah, no, no, that's not going to happen. You can you can look at it, you know, <laughs> but you can't you can't you can look visit there. it. <laughs> yeah, you can visit it from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, you can't you can't live there. We've decided. Um, we drew a line, and uh, and we said, uh, you know, VAT on that side, and not yeah. VAT on this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so you, and you can't just walk away from that. 
So, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but it's possible there's an Otis in Canada. There's possible there is an Otis that lives pretty close by that's friends with my parents that I'm trying to get introduced to. <laughs> <laughs> and and so as soon as we can get those printed copies of the book out, you can oh, yeah. leaving them around in their house. Kind of exactly, thing. yeah. Mom, <laughs> can, you, can you drop this off and put it on their coffee table? Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put this one on the dining room table. Put this one on the kitchen counter. <laughs> Put this one in their bed. <laughs> in their pillowcase. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, uh, okay, all right. The thing is, is that it is it is bizarre how many people have contacted us. But I mean, like all these Otis's contact us, and there's nothing we can do. Mm, I yeah. mean, I think Joel Salatin said it best. Do not get involved. Because that just turns in, into a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like Joel said you'd do this, and Joel said you'd do that. And, and it's like, you know, no, 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 stay out of that. Let the two of them work it all out on their own. And so I think I think that is very, very wise. And so we're going to – so, but but on the other hand, man, we've had a lot of these people contact us. and. Mm. And so we are going to make some more modifications to the software to help make it easier for Otis's. Because right now, the two people that have PEP1 certification are not looking for land. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and so, that's kind of a, yeah, a bit of a um, sort of like when I'm looking into how much time to invest in Skip versus how much time I should invest in a worky job so I can just say, try and purchase land myself. It's, uh, um, a kind of an aspect that I keep in mind. Um, kind of like, am I going to get to the point by the time I'm skipped for like, pet, sorry, not skip pet yep. for certified that it's when I, <laughs> when I've managed to find that 20 acres myself. Yeah. Well, um, First of all, I want to say, I mean, you're almost a pep one. Yeah. Um, and I think you've, you're probably, I'm going to guess, a third of the way to pep two. Um, maybe not documented. Like this, the systems I've created, if I just document them, then yes. Okay. All right. All right. So here's, here is what, um, Mike and I have talked about because we've been getting contacted by these people and they are desperate. Mm. They, they really, really want something now. And we, I, I, our position is, is we ain't stopping you. Yeah. You just go right ahead. And, but I, we do kind of get the feeling that PEP2, that, that they want somebody that's completed PEP2 at the I think bare that's minimum. Reasonable. Yeah, I think that PEP one is really good because for myself who has like no metalworking skills beforehand could like stumble their way through it and be like, oh yeah, I got, I got that, the sand, um, badge for metalworking. 
where I have a lot a greater skill set on the gardening side and animal care that wouldn't necessarily be demonstrated at a PEP two level, um, or sorry, at a PEP one level, but where PEP two is like, oh yeah, you need to have at least invested a certain amount to have gotten to that point. Yeah, I, 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 have, have you read at all the book that I wrote that's in draft version that's um, Permaculture Thorns? I've, I've started uh, poking through it, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, all right. There's uh, a chapter in there um, that's called The Story of Andy. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's got a subtitle of permaculture community dream turned to nightmare, mm. something like that. But, um, I just kind of feel like making a community out of people that are PEP one certified probably has a hundred times better chance of success than building a community out of people that are PDC certified. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the PDC certification is a wonderful thing, <clears throat> but the story of Andy, I mean, almost all those people were PDC certified and what a, what a mess, what, you know, so <clears throat> where, where basically the, the people were all brought together and he thought that they were all going to make a permaculture paradise, but instead they commanded him to make a permaculture paradise while they drank lemonade and sat in chairs and watched it. And, um, yeah. and I kind of, and I, and I've seen a lot of that. I have some firsthand experience with that, um, before coming to this land. Like I've been to places where it's like people have, there's a bunch of people that I've lived with that were, um, had a PDC, but they just wouldn't garden. They just had no interest in it. And that's okay. They kind of seem to be full of telling other people what to do kind of stuff. And they had no skin in the game. And I kind of felt a little bit like, I'm not, I'm not your slave. I got my own thing I'm doing. You know, if you want to do that, you do your own. And I might be mistaken, but yeah, I think my, my PDC instructor actually stopped teaching PDCs because of that. Um, like he, him and his family are wonderful people. Like he even came out and visited my site that I was trying to develop here. But I had talked to him like, Oh, how are the like PDCs going? And he's like, I've, I've, I've stopped running them, which was like, I, I could understand. Um, there, I think you get visited by a lot of amazing people, but there, there's a lot of ideas and not a lot of an experience yet. I, I have been to some PDCs where I was a guest instructor, hmm. and um, I was kind of like uh, thinking, like, wow, these people are kind of mean. Hmm. But I have never had that feeling since we started doing the, um, well, for example, I, the 2017 PDC, which we recorded and is available for everybody to see. Yep. 
there were some unkind people there. Mm. And and I just kind of rolled with it because it's like, man, I've been to some PDCs where there are some unkind people. Yeah. It sucks, and that's the way it is. But uh ever since we ever since the Fouch video came out, mm. and um uh and ever since we've had Alan Booker teaching our PDCs, and the PDCs are for scientists and engineers, the quality of person that comes out for these PDCs is great. Wow. It's like it's like no other PDC I've ever, ever experienced. It it is like an order of magnitude better, in my opinion. Like the quality of person that comes is just I'm sure I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but it's yeah. like it's it's I'm a little amazed that I'm involved in this and it's so good. Mm. It's like this is just such a dream come true. It's a whole different level of quality of, of person. Yeah. I, I wonder if the PDC instructor that you say is a great guy. Yeah. He doesn't want to teach PDCs anymore because of this thing we're talking about. I mean, maybe he had like, like too many Fouches and, and it's like after a while, I just, I mean, the the year of the fact there was a guy here who insisted that the food that we serve be some sort of gold-plated meat or something. I can't remember what he wanted. <laughs> but he was screaming at people. And and not only that, but we would serve meat in the food once in a while. And at one, at one meal, he cut in front of everybody, went to the dish that had the meat in it, picked out the meat, and ate just that. He took the meat away from everybody else. Wow. And so this is what I mean by this kind of thing. Now, um, I wonder if your PDC instructor, he might like to teach some PEP1 classes. Oh, I, I will be sending him a copy of the book. For- <laughs> I, uh, I think you would actually really enjoy him. <laughs> okay. All right. So so what I hear, what the subtext is, is yes. <laughs> and, and that yeah. I, I kind of wonder, in fact, I kind of wonder if the skip book is going to be a little bit of Atlas Shrugged to the world of permaculture. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, maybe. So the, uh, so the I feel people, like I'm so immersed the people that were awful in the story of Andy, the bad guys. Yeah. I would imagine that they would all hate the skip book. They would hate it. And they would come up with, they, they're going to say, the author has no sex life. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore, therefore the book it. is shit. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that would be so they'll come up with all kinds of the author doesn't believe in politics at all <laughs> and so the book is shit and so it's like they're going to come up with all these reasons to hate the book but the reality is is that they just don't do anything ever yeah like, nothing 
Um, we, we have these half-assed holidays for the winter, and so we had spoon carving day. And I kind of feel like everybody carved their spoon. And I don't know. I feel like once you've carved a wooden spoon, it's, it's like that's now a thing on your death resume. Yeah. You, this is an accomplishment. This is a thing. This is a thing that those bad guys in the story of Andy, they've never carved a wooden spoon. They don't have this. They don't have anything like it. They don't have any substance. They, yeah. But they're glad to boss Andy around and tell him how he sucks. But, yeah. but Andy has substance. Andy has a bunch of – so I kind of feel like – I'm, I'm really curious. I, I, when I wrote all this stuff and I created this whole program, I kind of felt like this is going to be 10 times bigger than permaculture. Mm. Now I have freaked myself out and I'm thinking <laughs> like most permaculture people are going to hate it. I, now I'm worried that that might be the case. I, I was thinking that there might turn out to be hundreds of BB20 events and PEP1 classes and stuff like that all over the globe, even in Canada. <laughs> and, and it's like a lot of people, I thought a lot of people would be grooving on it. Like they'd be grooving on it more than PDCs because they just, they, they do, they carve a wooden spoon and that just builds your soul. It's, it, it, it's something. It's substantial. It's a thing you can hold and feel and see. And, and it's like, uh, I, you, you kind of get this idea that anybody could carve a wooden spoon. And there's yeah. some truth to that. But now have you carved yours yet? Well, I am the reason why it's called carve a wooden spoon and not carve an ugly spoon. <laughs> That that was me. So I have attempted the BB. I don't have the BB. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I um, still have my ugly spoon, though. <laughs> but do you use it? Uh, not as a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that a lot of people, when they carve their first spoon, it is pretty horrid. And um I think I think half of the people end up having to carve two spoons. Yeah, which I think is I think that is kind of like one of the BBs that was like, okay, when I set out to do a BB, I need to take this a little bit more seriously. Like I need to get myself set up a bit better for attempting the BB so I I'm not just not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Like I'm really setting myself up for success. So next time I'll be borrowing my sister's woodworking tools to give myself a bit of a, um, advantage. Have you ever wondered whether a particular book was really good or just so-so, and if you could trust the reviews online? When it comes to books related to permaculture, Permies has a large list of reviews for over 100 books. Perhaps you're considering a book for yourself or a friend, or you're just curious about what's out there. Stop by permies.com forward slash book and take a look at the book review grid and read some honest reviews, and hopefully you'll find the next book to add to your collection. 
I know that we added a BB, but I think it might be under P instead of PEP. Um, we added a BB that's for making a, a spoon bowl carving tool out of an old um, wrench. Oh, yeah, that popped up recently. I think maybe Mike did it. Okay. I I I think it's a super cool idea. Yeah. To get to get an old wrench and then you know like a a box end wrench and then you just kind of just sharpen the the edges of it to the point that it's now sharp and you can use it to kind of cut out the bowl. I I think it's rather brilliant. I you know and uh, I didn't think of it. I actually uh, um heard of it and and I uh, thought that is that is brilliant. We gotta add that to the pep stuff. Yeah. So, um, on on the other hand, you do have a lot of BBs, and I imagine that most of those BBs feel like they've added some kind of substance to who you are. Is that fair? Yeah, I, it's honestly been like a really good tool for me to explore things that I, I've been quite hesitant about. Um, so I feel like a lot of the times I spend um, working on gardening and animal care stuff because that's within my comfort zone, where when I actually came out to Wheaton Labs and worked with the excavator, I was just thrilled about excavators after, <laughs> and I had no idea that that was part of me. Well, we there was temptation to destroy your hubble culture That's in order fun. in order to put in the greenhouse and oh, right. I I insisted that we keep that we that we do not damage your uh hubble culture um and uh I, you know to not damage something that somebody has built <laughs> and uh <clears throat> so it's still there. Oh, well, I the, I am excited to see it. The greenhouse has been pushed back a, a few feet, but and the the, the little temporary road kind of goes between the greenhouse and your hugelkultur. There is yeah. one other item I um, installed at Wheaton Labs that I wonder is still there. What is the, that? The dry stack while protecting the apple tree. Oh, oh, I'm not sure. I think it is. Ah. I think it is. Although. I had to explain to people afterwards, and in fact, I think we updated the BB to say yeah. that the 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 rocks have to lean back because mm. I think you built your your rocks straight up and down. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, so the rocks have to lean back into the hill a little bit to be a little bit of a retaining wall. But I think it's still there, isn't it? Kind of like as you're walking to the front door of Alex and Abby, isn't that where yours is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Right. Yay. <laughs> All right. Because um, uh, when I came to Wheat Labs, it wasn't to do BBs unnecessarily. <laughs> I just got sucked into it. Oh, okay. So you kind of got started on making BBs and or on, on doing these projects. I mean, you wanted to come out and get that experience, but then – they happen yeah. to eat each of the bits of experience you got happened to be a BB. And so then you kind of happen to be doing that. And here you are nearly PEP1 certified. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it does seem like the program is growing and growing and growing and growing. Um, but I think there's only two people who are PEP1 certified at this time. I haven't heard of a third person being PEP1 certified. And so, but it seems like you might be next. You're super, you're super close. Um, and I mean, there is, I definitely have to smash through some more like BBs than I think, um, would be expected for someone who has that many BBs just because I've done them in so many different aspects and I did them before it was, uh, revamped. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, well, I think we've been pretty good at respecting, like, grandfathering in. Like, once you yeah. get the BB, you've got it. Yeah. You've got it. You've got it forevermore. And then, uh, but we do, we have been upgrading a lot of stuff. Which and, I'm uh, thrilled about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we finally got to the point, like, with the book, we kept upgrading it. It was taking forever. Yeah. To get the book. And it was, and it became clear that it's like, we're never going to finish this. This is going to keep evolving forever. And and if we hold off on the book until the whole thing is done, we'll never we'll never get the book done. Yeah. So we decided that the book is a picture of the way things are at a certain point in time. And it's I feel like, like every time Almost every time we certify a BB, there's, like, something we can learn or tweak from it. Some of them are pretty polished now. <clears throat> like, the ones where you trip a tree, I think those are really polished. I mean, there was some people saying, like, well, instead of using a bow saw, can I use an axe? Mm. Yes. Can I use a katana? So they, there's that <laughs> that katana saw. Yeah. And it's like, yes. Yeah. So then we kind of were like, you know, basically a bow saw or some other hand tool. And then we had to to, to say a, a hand tool means it's not powered in any way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I could hold this chainsaw in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that is not a hand tool. And so I feel like sometimes though that you get that odd person who reads the same information. That you did and like legitimately interpreted in a different way and posted a BB with their understanding and you have to be like, oh, oh yeah, I could see how it'd be read that way and just tweak it again just that little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, there's a lot of those kinds of modifications that continue going on. I don't know, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also feel like the foundation there is pretty solid. Yeah. The other thing is, is that a lot of people are giving all of the sand badges a heavy workout. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I think we're going to be doing a lot of tweaking in the straw badge department and beyond. I so. think so, but as, when you do a certain number of, of the sand badges, you, I think you often see it with people who are, um, posting to get BBs certified that once they've gone through like a few rounds that there's something that starts to click that you're like, Oh yeah, this is what we're looking for. And that's what that aspect is trying to get at. And like go into doing the BB with that mindset where when you're first starting, you're kind of stumbling around a little bit. So 
I want to go back to talking about the thing where the primary function of Skip is to connect industrious people with elderly landowners with the idea that, well, skills to inherit property. And and it seems like you are looking for property right now. You want more than half an acre. And I got to say, yeah, there's only so much you can do on half an acre. And then, you know, you start looking at those catalogs of all the different kinds of uh, fruit trees you can get. Yeah. And you're like, I want that one and that one and that one and these. And I want seven of those. And I want to get a whole bunch of these. And it's kind of like, but I have no space left. Yeah, I mean, I have been able, fortunate enough to rent and borrow larger spaces to get some experience, but then you're investing money into perennials that you'll never see to fruition. Um, I'm hopefully upgrading a little bit in the fact that my sister has five acres now, so I get to um experiment with her land where at least if like I plant an apple tree there, at least my nephew will get to eat the fruit from that tree. That's assuming of course that nothing weird happens. Yeah, and I I know that there's a chance that hey, maybe uh, my brother in law gets a job in a different location and they have to move. But I mean I feel like I'm doing pretty good for the resources that I have. But yeah, I, I do have that sort of sense of anxiety about, wow, like I could spend 10 years on 10 different properties gathering so much information, but I'd also like to see what I could create in 10 years on one property that I know that I can invest in for the rest of my life. And at the same time, I mean, the people, <clears throat> the Otises that have been contacting uh, Mike and I, um, oh, I mean, they've got a property where they've done so much over so many decades, and they just feel like what's going to happen after they die is that it's just going to go to zero. Just, yeah. It's just going to be reset. And it's not going to be somebody who – has values it's or or it'll just be bulldozed yeah and um they can't they can't bear that thought and they just they just need to find somebody but you know and it's kind of like this comes back to the story of mike ayler where he desperately needed to find somebody and after uh 15 years of trying to find somebody he didn't and when he died it went to his niece yeah. And so it's it's kind of like, and then it got sold off. Yeah. And it's not like we've heard from anybody that's like, hey, I'm the one who owns it now. And and uh, yeah. we, we finished up the Ridgetop house and we did this and that. Da, 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 da. And so <clears throat> there's nothing like that. And yeah. So I, it is, I suspect that for, at the, with that 10 years in the future, for every person approaching PEPFOR certification, there will be 20 Otis's who will settle for PEP3 or even PEP2 Yeah. to, you know, find somebody and lock it down. 
Now, granted, uh, we've already had a bunch of people on Permian say, what about all the legal stuff? And it's like, <clears throat> I don't even want to touch that with a 10-foot tool. But, yeah, the and legal honestly, stuff can be weird. There's organizations that I know of in Canada that help you with that that legal side of farm transition. And oh, really? so there's, there's other entities out there that can handle that side. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Which brings up another thing. Um, <clears throat> Alan and I recorded a podcast recently where we talked about nonprofits. Mm. And um, I, I feel like, and I, I shared that I think we would have like five times more income, five times more money to work with to fund projects and whatnot if we had a sister nonprofit. You know, right. it was basically just a shell that would, you know, do the, all the government things to receive stuff and then pass it on. <clears throat> um, because as we're talking about, like, you know of a legal entity. Yep. They're a nonprofit organization. Um, they provided um, a mentorship program for myself for running my market garden. So it cost me 100 bucks to have access to two individuals who had been market gardening organically for 25 years and I would get to ask them lots of questions and they'd give me tons of resources and that lasted for the last summer and spring. Awesome. Awesome. I, all I'm doing, I'm just saying that it would be great to have a nonprofit that would be able to, you know, fund, you know, Pay us, pay Wheaton Labs to yeah. like create um, a freezer with hot. Because I'm not familiar with what is required for a nonprofit status in the U.S. I am relatively familiar with the Canadian side, and when I was initially starting my business venture, I was looking into a nonprofit structure, and it was it was. Too much for me at that time, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know here in the United States, you got to have a, a board. Yeah. And there's paperwork you have to maintain. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the but the big thing is is to me that the, the most important thing is is that if you attempt to do a business and compete with for-profit businesses. Hmm. Then a for-profit business can file a lawsuit and say that you have an unfair advantage because, you know, they're trying to do business and, and, and you're trying to do the exact same business, but you don't have to pay taxes like they do. Hmm. It's kind of like, why doesn't Exxon just simply become a non-profit? And, and it's kind of like, uh, so it's like, Fair point. Um, <clears throat> so that was actually how Lost Valley formed. Oh. There's, there's that intentional community, which is a nonprofit. But what happened was, is the land before them, uh, it was like a, a troubled youth camp. Ah. Uh. And so they had something like 350 acres or something like that. And, uh, they would log it and then sell the logs or the lumber or whatever. They would sell their wood. And um, and so 
local bloggers or whatever filed a lawsuit and won. Oh. And, and so the, um, the loss, the, the amount that they had to pay, the amount that the nonprofit had to pay was so massive that they had to sell the land and they sold it to Lost Valley. Wow. Yeah. And so it's like, right. You, you, you can't just, so granted, the other thing was, is that I think that uh, they had, you know, the youths that were troubled youths, they were given logging like jobs on the property. Oh, okay. You know, and so I think that is a fair unfair advantage. Yeah. Um, but the nonprofit thing is, is like, why do I have to pay taxes and they don't? And yet yeah. I'm competing with them. And so it's like, yeah, 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 that's true. So yeah, they were, they were found, uh, so they, yeah, they lost the lawsuit. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit. So be careful when you're thinking about doing a nonprofit. And in fact, uh, it seemed to me, my impression was, and this is many years ago, like 15, 16 years ago that I was there <clears throat> that they, that Lost Valley formed as a nonprofit and they regretted it. Mm, yeah. They were really struggling. Um, whereas it, they felt like it would be easy peasy if only they were not a nonprofit. So, okay. Um, you're looking for land. You're about to be PEP1 certified. I can't help but think that there's going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say hundreds of thousands of Otis's in Canada, probably um, a thousand within an hour or two of where you are um, that would uh, love to find somebody to pass their land on to. But the trick is, is to find them, make them aware of the pet program and stuff like that. And so yeah. hopefully if things go well, which I have no idea how well it will go, yeah. <laughs> people, people will find out about it and, and it will, it'll become a thing. But, um, I thought that everybody would find out about the building a better world book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought a thousand, I thought we would sell a thousand times more books than we have, we have sold by now. And I am, I'm kind of frustrated that, uh, that we have it. We, we sell a few books every week. That's cool. But it's like, uh, not enough to really make a big global change. Right. Not unless somebody famous like reads the book and then says, I have this new idea, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens to be very similar to what's in the book, which I'm totally cool with. <laughs> yeah. I, I just kind of, you know, ah, all right. So, um, I, oh, how about this? We've covered all the stuff. I, I, I believe that as you pursue PEP2, um, that somebody will show up on the horizon and we'll try to make some changes to our software. Uh, if you were to make a thread saying that you're looking for an, a Canadian Otis, we could put that out like on the dailyish. I wouldn't be surprised if three people replied. Oh, oh my! Like three people contacted <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I there is there is a thread that is um uh I believe like a list of 
uh, peppers who are looking for land, and I'm number one on the list. Ooh. Well, um, maybe what we need to do, in fact, you have the power to do this because you are on the permies.com staff. Woohoo. Um, put it into the dailyish. Yes, I, uh, I haven't explored the dailyish much, so maybe that's good incentive to, to help myself. Yes. <laughs> I mean, rather than trying to take the coin that you have and buy land, and then you will probably pick a poor piece of land yeah. because it was cheap. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you will arrive there with no funds to do anything with the land. Um, rather than do that, I think it might be lovely if you were able to arrange to to find your Otis, to connect with your Otis, and yeah. and, and get your land that way. I know. I I have been looking land in this area, and it's like if the size of land required to do what I hope to do, like it is obtainable with you know the ball and change of having debt for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 not good. That's not good. Oof. Yeah. And, I, and that's not a woe is me statement. It's just like I I feel like I have a ton of resources at my disposal. It's just the the reality of the area that I live in. Well, I like the idea that we can get somebody to actually get land through the skip stuff. Yeah. And um and and the bizarre thing is is that we is that there are so there. Are, there are so many Otis's that we hear from all the time. And there's, and I think that for all the people that I know of that are BB 20 or better, you are the only one I've heard from that would be up for receiving the land. Yeah. Yeah. Except for me. And Except for being Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, I, I, I seem to have a vague memory that one of the Otis's was in Canada. And so I'm not sure about that. And then plus there's Otis's all over the globe, but yes, most of the Otis's we've heard from so far are in the United States. That's I think because I think more than 75% of the people going to permies.com are in the United States. So yeah, um, Yeah. it's kind of a mostly American site. So Honestly, I am super keen to get the copies of the physical book because I I do live in it's not like a um a well-known agrarian area but but there is a ton of people who are already practicing things that are closer to permaculture than industrial agriculture just because of the nature of the terrain here and uh, there's a lot of people who are they're elderly and I have started to see the acreages being sold off. And I bet there's a a lot of people who have loved that ranch for a long time and would like to see it continue as a ranch instead of being subdivided into vacation homes. All right. This whole podcast has been a little bit of, review of old podcasts 
Um, and yeah. uh, are there any other old podcasts that you've listened to recently that are worth mentioning? Uh, I mean, not yet. I'll tell you next time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anything else that we should talk about in this podcast? Uh, not that I can think of. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, I, I think that that's good for now. We'll call yeah. this one, we'll call this one a wrap. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about Otis's homesteading and permaculture all the time. Hey, this is T. Blankenship. Are you a fan of pie? Where there's pie at permies.com. This pie grants the user of secret access. You also get free things like videos of Wheaton Labs, the ability to add two thumbs up, two posts, and more. To get pie, go to permies.com forward slash pie to get the inside scoop of what pie can do for you. Again, that is permies.com forward slash pie.